I, I'm interested to hear what the uh, the take in the room here is, uh, but I think I've pretty much, you know, Gavin Newsom gets tossed out as the Democrats heir apparent a lot, you know, yeah. um, at least like a, a potential next person to take the torch. And I think personally, that would be the worst possible thing the Democratic Party could do. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate it. And the, the story that came out this week is just proof that I feel in this assessment of mine that Gavin Newsom is the quintessential, you know, uh, white liberal uh, stop progress sort of Democrat that is really just in it for the capital. Um, and he's going to hurt labor. He's going to hurt the, the little guy whenever he can. And he's just the option that is better than the evil guys. And that is his function within the society. And you can't convince me otherwise, because <laughs> the state of California passed a law that would have given unemployment insurance to striking workers. And obviously this is going on during the WGA or not during the WGA strike anymore, but it started when both of them, the WGA and the SAG uh, were striking. Um, and it would have given the ability for people who are striking, workers who are striking to collect unemployment insurance, which would have significantly elongated the amount of time that every union was capable of striking for. It passed. The bill was sent to the Democratic fucking governor's office, and he vetoed it. He vetoed it saying that, oh, well, unemployment insurance, this could help ra raise it to a $20 billion debt for the state of California. And technically, technically, when he said that it was true, it would help raise the debt. But the thing is, it would only raise it by the estimates of the uh, budget office in California low millions, maybe tens of millions of dollars. So we're talking about a fraction of a percent of the debt would be accounted for by this bill. And he's using that to justify vetoing it. When in my opinion, we all know it's because he's bought, he's bought, sold and paid for. I don't know if anyone has a different take on uh, Gavin Newsom, but I, I, I will firmly plant my flag on that hill. Uh, before I get into this topic, I would like to start off with a short but spiteful polemic directed directly towards Gavin Newsom, if I, if, if I may. Uh, <laughs> he's been a politician for a long time in the public spotlight. I first remember hearing about Gavin Newsom like 10 or 12 years ago, I think, when he was uh, mayor of San Francisco. That's when I first heard about him. Uh, and I just never liked the look of the guy. I, I mean, like, that's not a good policy reason, but I just can't stand the way he looks. Do you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Joel Osteen. Do you guys know? Do you guys know what yeah. I'm talking about Joel Osteen, the TV mm -hmm. preacher? That's yep. who he reminds. Every time I see him, I get I get like TV televangelist uh, vibes from him, and it just, it just it just creeps me out, and it really disturbs me that someone like that is is like the top contender to be the successor for Joe Biden. As far as like right now, it's like kind of how people were in love with uh, Cuomo. Uh, years ago before all that shit happened that's that's where gavin newsom is right now and it, it doesn't it it does not speak well to the democratic party that this guy is supposedly our knight in shining armor but uh i also agree with john that i don't like uh his veto of the uh the bill for the unemployment for striking workers and what really got me about that was like you said he's he uh he mentioned that well, this is going to add to, you know, this $20 billion debt that we have by, you know, $10 million or something like that. It's like, no, that, come on, that, that's, that's not the real reason here. And when it came right down to, oh yeah. So 
the bill stated that uh, the state would only unemployment would only kick in after the workers had been on strike for two weeks. Like the 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 union would use their strike fund for two weeks, then unemployment would kick in. So two week long strikes are incredibly rare in California, at least from from the stats I saw in this. Like in the last 10 years, there have been 56 union strikes in the state of California. Two of them have gone on longer than two weeks. So this isn't even something that you could you know argue is going to be a huge detriment to the state or because the whole point of this bill is to encourage companies to you know capitulate to the workers demand and when it came time to side with the workers or with the owners he sided with the owners that's that's what the the whole thing comes down to so yeah i agree with you with john i what before i because i want to hear what they have to say but what you just said didn't quite make sense to me you're saying there because we have current like we've just had two strikes in the state of california there was another mm -hmm. writer strike back in 2007 so like i feel like that that stat couldn't have been Correct. Okay, I'll check up on that. But I mean, no, weeks. I I saw the same stat. It was, you saw the it same was actually, stat. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, it was made by the guy who introduced the bill to the mm -hmm. California Assembly. He said in, in the of the fifty six strikes in California the past decade, only two last lasted longer than two decade. Weeks, which sorry, I, I guess decade. It was two thousand seven back right. So maybe there hasn't been another one. I don't know. It yeah, maybe that. Out. Maybe maybe that because yeah. I think that's who he's referring to. It's got to be the the the, the, be. the writer strike and the the actor strike that's going on right now. I I, I can't think of another one that he could be referring to. And I guess he's ex excluding the past writer strike from like oh seven oh eight. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess that's I guess that's why that stats true. Okay, okay, then maybe true. Yeah. How uh, dare you, John? Don't you? Don't you I'm ever sorry. I just I want to I, I <laughs> want to make sure we're not out. saying things. I don't yeah. want to be accused of of, of putting out <laughs> false information out there. You know, like no, I appreciate good call out. Yeah. Anyway, Corey, what are your thoughts on, on Gavin Newsom and, and, and this whole situation? You know, I agree with you guys. Um, you know, when I first when I first saw this, when I was reading the bill and I was reading all this information, for a couple of seconds, I, you know, was thinking, okay, well, he's governor. He they're 18 billion dollars in debt from unemployment because of the pandemic. And he doesn't want to, and, and I mean, he was saying that this could increase it by 2 billion by the end of the year. Like you were saying, that's, that's just not correct. It wasn't going to increase it by that amount. Um, and so at first when I'm looking at his numbers and I'm thinking, okay, he's got a duty to keep the debt down. Maybe there's some, you know, reason behind this. But then as I did more digging, like you said, I, I realized there's a lot of special interest groups behind it. That's forcing him to go against this bill. Number one. And uh, number two, the idea when you go on strike, you know, you understand it. You're you're going to sacrifice a little bit, but ultimately, you want to make the company sacrifice more. Therefore, you can push them to you know capitulate to your demands. And if you have like I said, unemployment benefits, then those strikes can be you know prolonged, and it gives you a better chance of being able to get those demands. And you know, you know, vetoing a bill like this is basically saying, eh, no, we don't want those strikes to last that long. We don't want those workers to have that kind of leverage. And um, from I'm I always I'm always going to stand with the worker when it comes to these kind of things. So I, I totally I totally see what you guys are saying. I I would just play devil's advocate and say that Gavin Newsom is thinking, he's not thinking like a liberal. He's not thinking like a progressive. He's thinking like an executive. He's thinking like a governor. He's thinking like someone who, if if the debt were to rise, because in his mind he's thinking, well, I got two strikes ongoing. The writer strike just ended. But in his mind he's thinking, well, I've got I've got strikes ongoing that have been going on for months. I mean, the actor strike has been going on for like three or four months. The writer strike lasted for five months. That's way longer than two weeks. So ideally, if you got a scenario like that, 
and you have people collecting unemployment that entire time, that could add some significant amount to the debt. However, like we just pointed out, it's unlikely for strikes to last that long. So he's thinking worst case scenario. And he's just, again, he's he's not he's not a governor that's really thinking about the worker and, and labor. He's just thinking, okay, this could be too long and I don't want, the, I don't want, and I also think Newsom is always planning ahead. I think he's still planning like a 2028 run for president. And oh, for sure, for sure. And, and this is something that he can say, hey, look, I'm I'm a little moderate when it comes to these issues. And so he's, he's definitely prepping himself for uh, a national run. And that's the reason why he doesn't want to go too far left when it comes to issues like this. But I, I agree with you guys. I just think Newsom is, is playing a longer game here. Yeah, no, honestly, I was gonna I was gonna say exactly what Corey just said. You know, I, I I look at it from a standpoint of, you know, and I'm very pro union, but I also can see from his standpoint of the decision that you have. You you have to factor in. You have a plus or minus that is that is very unknown, which is what Corey just pointed out. How long are these strikes gonna last? And when that happened, both were still striking, I believe. So it's like, okay, we got two two large unions striking. And and if you haven't noticed, they're not the only ones. There seems to be a lot of strikes starting up. You know, you got all the, the three car companies striking. So like, I think looking at it, he has to be like, okay, you know, yeah, it could only be 5 million that we add to the debt. But if this goes on until, you know, sometime next year, you know, that could actually start adding up to some serious dollars. So you have to be, when you're a governor, I think you have to be financially responsible on top of play, you know, partisan and bipartisan politics. Um, so, you know, it's just a weird line that I think that he has to walk. Um, but at the same, I will say that, you know, of course, we're not going to agree with every decision he makes. I definitely think what Corey said is true. If he's got an eye on the White House in the future, in the near future, he's going to be making much more moderate uh, decisions. Uh, in the state. And we also have to keep in mind that he is running the largest economy in our country. You know, so what his um, track record with that, I think will help him because uh, while it's had its failures, you know, the, the economy in, in California is still keeping up with everything else. So I, I think he's a viable candidate. I think that there's plenty to pick apart uh, with his votes and, 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 and his past, you know, he's been in government a long time. There's plenty of shit you can pick apart. Uh, is he the best candidate that I'd like to see? No. Um, if he ended up being the, the guy left, would I vote for him? Yeah. I, I, oh, guess, I, mean, yeah, I, guess, sure. I guess that's where I'm I at. I voted for Biden. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and I, I think he's relatively the same as Biden. Like, I think he's just a yeah. yeah I think he tries to play the middle of the road the same way. Biden but but does. here's yeah. here here's what I'm going to say. So everything that you two just said, I think on surface level is very reasonable. But given a little bit more scrutiny, I I really don't think it holds up because if you're saying oh he wants to be moderate, moderate <laughs> is pro labor. The, I was going to say the, the same unions thing. Unions have <laughs> what 70 percent support. Like if you're going for the political move, the move yeah. that's going to be more popular in a popular election, it's siding with the unions, not but capital, not, right? But, but but kind of what Corey said though, you're he he's not just looking at it from a political win. He's looking at it from a budgetary standpoint. He's looking at it from a precedent standpoint. Like he's not just looking at it that one way. 
Okay, so so but okay, so if you take it that direction though, it's also bad for the economy if workers don't win as big a contract as possible. Like so if we believe the fucking shit we're saying right now, and if he and if you know if we believe in progressive policy, so you're saying this that is a tax, progressive policy that is good for the taxpayers economy. Taxpayers should fund people who go on strike so that they can get a bigger deal, is what you're saying. Yeah, for for fucking sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Also, also. That's it fair makes negotiating. It more power. likely the strike I, I would will vote, work, would, and it won't last two weeks. That. Like that's that's the power behind it. Because I think it's. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing that it has a lot of power behind it, but I, I don't. I vote for that. I just I, don't I, know I don't if like there's anyone out there who's what, what, like. What I, I mean, a, a the president of taxpayers paying for people to go on strike. I don't like why, that. But we, we pay, like, like, why? Why don't you like that? Like, what's yeah? Why not? What's the reason? We mean why not? Because you're making. Because like Corey said, you're making a choice when you go on strike. You're making a choice. That's the way it's always been. Mm -hmm. So now we're yeah. saying that we're going to fund them to make that choice so that they can stay on to stay on as long as they want or however long non-employment lasts so that they can get a bigger deal. Yeah. That's ta yeah. your taxpayer funded strikes. No, it could ideally be manipulated. I think that's the point that, that, that Ryan's making is that it could ideally be manipulated. Now, I, I totally see where you're coming from, John. I think that mm -hmm. it would be a good thing for these workers to have that kind of leverage because that's going to force the companies to come to the negotiating table with a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I totally yeah. understand that. But I do see in in, in, a, in a in a terrible scenario, I could see a, a union that may not be fully vetted, that may not have the best interests of the workers at heart. I could see them you know, uh, possibly manipulating a law like that to stay on strike indefinitely. Uh, and, and that's the problem because with, like, you know, and, I, and I, I follow a lot of the writers that were involved in the writer's strike. They knew they weren't going to get everything that they wanted from these studios. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't going to happen. They were going to get, you know, if they could get 40, 50% of what they want, then that was going to be enough for them to, you know, to, to agree because the studios aren't going to get everything they want. And so, you know, when you go on strike, you understand, look, there's all these things we want. Some of them, are a little outside the realm of practicality. And a lot of it is stuff that we absolutely need going forward. You want to get the basic, you know, essential things you need. And then that other stuff is just, you know, it's great if we can get it, but if we can't, let's at least get, you know, 50% of what we want. And then of course, we can always go on strike again, like, like, like the writers do. Every five, 10 years, they're going to go on strike again. You're never going to get everything. You're never going to get everything you want. It's just not going to happen in the capitalist system, unfortunately. That's the way so, capitalism so, works. So, so, and so if, right, with, the, with the unemployment benefits being indefinite like that, that gives them the reason, that gives them the, the, the stance to say, hey, let's just stay on strike until we do get that 100%, which could be months, which could be years, possibly, theoretically. I mean, ideally, it probably won't last that long. But I mean... And again, if you're looking at it from the standpoint of the workers, you force the companies to make that deal. But the companies, you know, I mean, they, they, they depending on the industry, they could get scabs. And right. so you don't want to you don't want to get replaced in the in the scenario of all of this either. So it's a it's a gambit you're always playing when you're when you're going on strike. You want to make sure there's very specific things that you're trying to get. And I again, I can see how this bill could be manipulated in a way that actually you know drives up debt and you know doesn't really do well for everybody involved. Okay, so, but TJ, that before, but that... TJ, TJ, before you jump in, I want to say to to our audience watching right now, um, we are going to stop this episode right now because we are going to get into this debate. So if you're interested in this debate, this is going to be a separate episode. This will be coming out later in the week. Make sure to subscribe, like, like the video, subscribe <laughs> to our channel, um, and we will be getting into that debate in, in tomorrow's episode. Mm -hmm.